Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Corey, a.k.a. KJ, and this is Two Wrongs Ain't Right, a dating podcast that focuses on helping men be more confident and honest with women, and also helping women to better understand why men are the way we are. So much to talk about in so little time, so let's get into it. Today, I am joined by the beautiful and lovely Paige. Paige, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, so I have a degree in clinical psychology. Um, I'm a hairdresser and a dog mom of two, and also I have a cat. Oh, wow. I do a lot of things outside, but I'm mainly just a homebody. Okay. What's your current dating status, Paige? Uh, very newly single. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's hop right into it. So, Paige, what do you think about men and women in terms of being equals and what we can and can't do overall in relationships aspects? I don't think that men and women are equal at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, that is very controversial, but I think that um, we're just not. And we can't expect to have these um, stereotypes in a relationship because some days, you know, maybe I'm giving 20 and my partner has to pull 80. Maybe they're giving zero and I have to pull 100. I mean, we can't just expect us to be equals all the time. I like that answer. Uh, I really like that answer. Um, I I agree 100%. Um, I think as humans, obviously, right, we're all equal. Um, so in that aspect, we're 100% equal. But as individuals, um, individuality, we're not equals because there are some things, again, that men can do, women can't do, and women can do that men can't do. Um, and then from a, like a relationship aspect, um, the reason why I say this is because I think that now in like modern times, um, a lot of women try to move the same way as like men do. And then they expect men to move more like women. And I think that's like one of the missing bridges and gaps in terms of communication. That's hurting a lot of relationships and hurting a lot of guys um, and women in getting into relationships. I agree. I really do. I think that that's a, a topic that most people don't discuss either. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Are you someone who believes um, that men should lead relationships or women should lead relationships? Like, how do you look How do you look at that when you get into a relationship with someone? Um, I don't know. I mean, with different partners, I've kind of, like, experienced different things, and I don't really prefer one over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes... I'm leading and sometimes my partner is extremely dominant. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't prefer one or the other. Okay. If, I do like a confident man. Okay. And I was just about to ask if you had to choose one, a confident, a uh, dominant man or a submissive man, what would you choose? <laughs> um, probably dominant. Okay. So you I'm also a dominant person. Okay have very dominant um, characteristics. So I think it's really intriguing when someone can dominate me as well. And I was just about to say, do you find it hard to submit to most men? Um, Because most men think they're dominant and they really aren't dominant. Absolutely. Okay. Um, That tends to be a lot going on right now to where you have a lot of women who are more dominant now and most men think they're dominant and I 100% will agree with women should not submit to 
man who truly isn't dominant. Um, but I I do think that if you do find a dominant man, um, who is worthy and really dominant submitting to that man, there's nothing wrong with that in that essence. And I don't either. I like a man that makes me feel very like, like I need him, like makes me feel very, which sounds kind of weird because I'm super, I'm super independent and I'm super, you know, self-driven, but I, I like when a man can like grab my life and just be like, yeah, you need me. Okay. So one of the things you said, um, and I'll let you ask the question right here um, after what I say this. Um, one of the things you said was, you know, you like a man who can provide, but at the same time, it's weird for you because you're independent, right? right. Um, and are you someone who it would say you're more traditional or more modern? Like if your man was making, let's say, 100K a year. And you had the option to where you could stay at home and, you know, maybe have like a side job or, you know, if you wanted to raise a family, raise your family. Or would you still be out working as a career woman? Um, I think that whenever I went to college and I was studying psychology that I wasn't super passionate about, you know, being a counselor. Um, so I wanted to retire really early, but now I'm a hairdresser and I absolutely love my job. Um. I do have a very maternal archetype, though, and would love to be a stay-at-home mom, but I still would want to be working as well. Yeah, and, and I, I, so I, I definitely agree with that. Balance. Yeah, and nothing's wrong with that. Um, it was just, it was just like I said, most women now, they, they're more modern uh, to where you see most of them wanting to go out into the world and work. Um, and most men, most men are average, so they don't really have that flexibility to where they can be the solo provider for a household um, so you right. see more women working um, in more modern relationships. Yeah, I mean, I, I like working. I've always worked. Um, my family was very traditional, and the way that they raised me was to be someone who was very independent and someone who worked for what they wanted and provided for themselves. So I've always had that mentality. Um, but I think that if the right man came along and, you know, we had a family – I would love to be at home with my family. Okay. I can definitely understand that. Um, did you have any questions that you could ask? Do, you, do most men want a woman that stays at home, or do they tend to like the women who are very independent and self-driven? Um, so I can, I can honestly say it just depends on the man. Um, most men don't most men don't make over like a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. So to be able to provide for a family, like the, uh, like most men would like to do, having a partner who works is beneficial in that situation. Um, because you have probably a combined income of over a hundred K so you can live a, a fairly decent life. Right. Um, right. but if you're, dating a guy and he makes over a hundred K alone and he knows that I financially can provide for my family. Most men are raised as providers, right? Like we, we, we've seen either our father or grandfathers, you know, being taking, taking care of the family, you know, uh, doing all of these things. And for most men being a provider is something that we just like have kind of like psychologically wired into our DNA uh, so for you to be with a man at that, that level, it kind of, 
it kind of for him would be it would be more um more understanding if you would be a stay at home a stay at home mom for him. Um, Isn't but, that what a lot of people refer to as toxic masculinity? Like, yeah, one hundred percent. Women, women who who look at that and view it to where it's like, oh well, you know, the woman can be the provider just as well as the man can. Um, so what's the difference? And mm-hmm. and again, women can do the same thing men can. 100%. But there's a difference, right? So if me and you are both career career people, career and we want to have a career in our fields and we decide eventually that we want to have a family, right? Mm-hmm. The first person to establish a relationship with the baby is the mother. They're the, they're the, the, the very first person you know in that baby's caregivers. Or the caregivers, yes. Um you you're the first person to feel when the baby kicks, you're the first person to feel all of this excitement. So once the baby's born, most mothers want to stay at home and care for the child. Um, and even afterwards, when they've gotten older, you know, you start raising a, a wider family that the, the woman decides that she wants to take more of a, a role at home. And with men, men are understanding of that because we know like, hey, we have to go out and work to take care of the family. Women, women who view that as toxic masculinity aren't really looking at the whole premise of things because for nine months, there'll be a time that you may not feel like moving as easily as you did. Right. Right. Um, I've never, I've never been pregnant, so I can't imagine how it feels, but I assume, you know, carrying a baby inside you, that's adding weight to your original, you know, you're carrying like a, 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 a workload. Right. Um, right. so moving isn't as easy um, standing up isn't as easy. Laying down isn't as easy. You're you're not as as free as able to move as freely as you were before. You know what I mean? I do. Whereas, like I said, with men, they can still do what they need to do to provide for the family. So I think that because of how modern society has like taught us and told us, like, oh, hey, you know, you can do just as much as a man can do. There's nothing, something you can't do that he can do. Um, like we were going back to earlier, I think that that's a lot of, that's false because there are things that we can do better and there are things that you can do better. And in this essence, in terms of being a provider, a man, if, and again, this is based off of a fam, people who want to have a family. If you want to have a family, a man is better suited to be the provider than the woman is in that case. Okay. Well, in my experience in relationships and just the dating world I feel like men another just spin off of toxic masculinity because I am very independent they seem to get really intimidated and then get a little controlling in a sense they get intimidated that I want to do things myself and that I I want to build my own life and do things for myself and to better myself um and they become very I don't, I don't even know the, the correct word for it, but it's just like controlling and trying to force you into letting them do more things for you. Like they become so insecure about their own masculinity. It's like I'm taking something away from them. Okay. Um, and in all honesty, those are, there's two types of men, right? So the first half of that man is a bum, right? So if a man gets jealous that, you know, you're doing, you're, you're working to better yourself and, you know, providing for yourself and taking care of yourself, 
things like that. If a man's jealous of that, it's because A, he has either nothing going on in his life and he can't accept that he's a bum. Um, the second half of the men in that aspect, um, men don't like a lot of women. Men don't like women who have a lot of masculinity. Um, they want to be able to do things for their woman. So sometimes, and I, and I say, I've said this uh, multiple times on, on my previous episodes, sometimes as a woman being too independent can hurt you in relationships. Um, men, men, men want that feeling of being providers. And well, if hey, y'all, y'all's egos need to feel needed. Of course. I mean, and, and, it, and it's two sided, right? So women, women, right. women want a lot of attention. Women want attention and men want their egos to be stroked. So it's, it, it, it's two sided. Um, a, a man, men, men will accept taking on all the financial burden. And at the same time, the woman can easily, you know, have a side bag and, you know, there's no worries or anything like that. Um, but as a man, if you can't, if you can't do something to be able to provide for the woman you're with, you will feel, you know, you'll feel, you'll feel very small. You'll, you'll feel like right. a beta in that essence. So as a woman, it's okay to be independent. Like I'm ne- I'm never going to tell a woman like, Hey, you can't make your bag or anything like that. But you also have to understand that most men who are alphas, who are those dominant types that you want, they want to be able to provide for their woman. So you have to be able and open to allowing a man to come in and, you know, do one or two of these things that you're used to doing for yourself. Um, because you can still do them. No one's saying that you can't like you you still have that, that ability to do so. But if you have a man who wants to step into that position and be in a committed relationship with you and he says, Hey, I got it, babe, you know, don't automatically brush that off and, you know, just respond with, Oh, you know, I got it. I'm, I don't, I don't need a man to pay my bills or I don't need a man to do that. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's, that whole aspect is just toxic. I mean, I think it's very strange whenever women are just like, I don't need a man. I don't need that. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not like that, but I still, I do like having my independence and some guys just don't like that at all. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I get it. Right. Um, but it, it, it and, and it just varies down to how much independency is a woman looking for? Because, if you're out in the market and you're looking to be in a relationship and you're still moving at the independent high level, like you were when you were single, um, there's, there's really no reason for you to be out in the market wanting to be in a relationship. Right. You have to understand like women know the kind of man that they want. And if you want a man that's dominant, a provider, if you're going to go out into the market to look for that said man, you have to be willing and understanding to be able to open up and allow that man to step into positions that he is ready and wanting to take care of. Because as men that, like I said, that's wired into our DNA, you know, for sure. And it's the same thing that goes back to what you were saying earlier. Cause like if, if I'm making a hundred K, even if you're making 90 K the money you're making, if I can take care of our family by myself, the money you're making it's, it's a, it's a bonus, right? It, it, it brings our revenue up, but it's a bonus. Like, I don't look at that as my money. My money is the money that I make. Okay. So like, if you decide, if we decide like, Hey, we want to have that baby, we want to raise that baby. 
and you decide like, hey, I had the baby. I want to stay at home more. I still want to work, but I just want to stay at home more. And I'm like, okay, cool. I know that my money has always been used to funnel and, and, you know, finance, secure our family. Any money that you make, that's just additional money that, you know, that we can use for like savings, you know, vacations, things like that. You know what I mean? So that, that would be my only advice to women is to like, be more, be more open to, to, you know, releasing a little bit of that independency. Um, You can still be independent, but you can't, you can't give off this. I don't need a man type energy when you're looking for a relationship. Absolutely. You know, like that would be my only thing. Okay. So when it comes to dating, um, are you someone who believes more in like the monogamous relationships or like poly relationships? Like what are your views on that? Monogamous? Um, I, I personally, I have friends who are, um, poly and, you know, their relationship works great for them. That just doesn't work great for me. So I support it for other people. It's just not for me. Okay. So you, how would you, how do you feel about a man who, who, what what are your, what are your definitions for cheating? Like what, what in your eyes is cheating? Well, I think that those boundaries have to be set at the beginning of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like that's a conversation that couples don't have. And then, you know, a guy's messaging someone on Instagram and then you're like, oh my God, you cheated on me. But like, if you haven't had that conversation in the beginning of the relationship and you don't set those boundaries and have a very open and honest communication about what your views of cheating are, then you're always going to be disappointed. For me, I don't, I don't, I don't want them sleeping with anyone else. I don't want them giving attention to anyone else. I don't want them providing for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that sometimes people think that sex is just sex, but to me, I don't, I don't share. And I, I like, I just don't share very well. Um, so, and I, I don't not have sex with my partner. It's not like they're lacking anything. Um, so I don't want them seeking that somewhere else. If I'm not doing something to please you, I'm not doing enough. That's just another conversation that has to be had. But I think with open communication, cheating should never happen. I agree 100%. Um, I think that you hit the nail on the head with the hammer. Um, a lot of couples don't have that conversation that in depth conversation about what is cheating and what isn't cheating in their eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. Because just like the podcast, everyone has a different perspective, right? So Mm -hmm. what I would view as cheating um, for a woman, a woman might not view as cheating. Um, Right. What she would view as cheating as a man, I may not view as cheating. So if you don't establish those boundaries, when things like that tend to happen, that's why you kind of see a lot of relationships ending quicker or relationships that have, you know, lasted long and then ended like uh, easily. Um, they don't have that conversation, that in-depth conversation. Um, well, right. And then sometimes they do. And 
this is just speaking from like, you know, friends that have spoken to me about their relationships and even me in high school and things like that. But women tend to think they can change a man. Oh, good, good pickup. And they think they're like, I, I did it. I was like, oh, well, that was how it was with his previous women, but I'm different. Good pickup. And the truth of the matter is you're just, you're not different. You may bring different things to the table and offer different perspectives on life or get or love in different ways, but you cannot change someone who straight up tells you what they do and don't want. And that is why all of my relationships have failed because I thought that I could change someone who I could not change. I, I definitely like uh, everything that you just said. And I've saw a lot of that growing up, um, middle school, high school, college, everything. Um, most women have this high level of confidence in themselves and nothing's wrong with that. Right. Um, right. but most of them have that confidence to where they meet a guy who they want. And he's, he, he's clearly, you know, uh, he a, tells you what, what he wants. clearly a jerk. Right. And they have this mindset that, oh, you know, he was like that with the last girl. He won't be like that with me because I can change him. Things like that, right? Well, for me, it was just like, this is going to be so rewarding if I can make him be loyal. Of course. I can make him stay. But it doesn't matter if you're Megan Fox. Like, you... You can't change someone who tells you who they are. And when people show you who they are, you have to believe it. It's a it's a it's a feeling of pride because you were able to change a guy who most women couldn't change and he changed for you. It, mm-hmm. it it's it's a high feeling of pride. Um and what women what women will have to do is they have to decide because those kind of men are the men that, that you want you have to be able to put up and deal with all the cons that come to being with that man. Right. Because like you just said, a man like that will, you know, he'll be able to have multiple sexual relationships with multiple women. But if he decides to financially invest in one woman and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to take care of you financially, support you. We got a house, et cetera, et cetera. If he still continues to do that, you knowingly, put yourself in that situation so you can't you can't you can't complain about oh how uh this man did this he cheated he did whatever whatever when you knew about that from the jump you knew what he was gonna do yeah and And i feel like like women we get that feeling in our stomachs even if men don't tell us we know and we don't do anything about it i'm not i'm not speaking for all women because like, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to generalize. But for me personally, I didn't acknowledge it. I was just like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. And, and you it's, know. It's hard to acknowledge it sometimes because uh, men are really good at lying. Like, we're, we're really good at lying and, and, and hiding things. Um, but I've always said that if you're the kind of guy um, who knows that, you know, you want to have multiple relationships with women. Um, you know, there are, you, you can study polyamory um, uh, or you just be honest with that woman 
And a, a lot of men are afraid to be honest with a woman because they're afraid of losing that woman. Um, right, because we, we take care of them and we give them a love they've never had. Exactly. But they still want to sleep with other people. Exactly. But instead of telling me, they end up hurting me because honestly, I've never, like, people don't know how to be honest. No, they don't. Um, and I've always been a firm believer of if you tell someone the truth by, you know, firsthand, the blow that's dealt is much um, less efficient than the blow that's dealt if you just lie and they find out on their own. Right. It's it's a whole different kind of pain. Yeah. That conversation that you have with each other is completely different. You know, if you're honest about it and say, hey, this happened, I didn't mean for it to happen, but in the heat of the moment, it happened. You can have a more level-headed conversation versus... Oh yeah, it happened. Uh, I lied about it. You know, I, I didn't. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then you find out five years later, and you have kids with this person. Exactly. And now you have to decide. I mean, not in not in my experience, but like that's such a real thing. Yeah. And then you have to decide if you want to stay in that relationship with a liar and a cheater, because mm-hmm. now you have kids with them and just deal with it. And you can't really. And it was so long ago. Exactly. You can't really bring it up because now it's just like that happened five years ago. You know, I was a completely different person five years ago than I am today. Right. So those kind of situations are always like really difficult. Um, for me, I'm 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 either way. Um, I've always said I I really just want to be happy. Um, whether it's like monogamous or polyamorous, I really just want to be happy. If you know that's with multiple partners, with one partner, um, I'm open to either. So I don't really just like put myself, put like a box around me. If, mm-hmm. if something happens, it happens, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to not be open to the idea or the concept of it. Um, because, you know, you, you, you can have like multiple, multiple people who love you and you can be with multiple people and fall in love with multiple people um, or just, you know, have relationships. It doesn't necessarily have to be love. Um, did you have any questions that you want to ask? Um, the people who are poly, is it always like having sex with multiple partners or is it having like multiple connections with multiple people? Um, with polyamory, most relationships in that aspect are connection based. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, it's the same thing with with monogamous relationships, right? You have that conversation with your partner, um, but most relationships in that aspect are based around people who want to have an experience and a connection with the other person. Um, because I know a lot of people who are poly and their views on it kind of match what the views that I have on it as well. Like you can't expect one person to fulfill every single need that you have as a, as a human being. Right. Um, right. So you can't you can't expect someone to be like your knight in full shining armor and never make a mistake. So you have other people like you have one guy who you can love completely different. And, you know, you have so many different connections with him. And then the other guy you have loves you the exact same way, but you have the completely different connections with him. Um, Society has trained us and programmed us to be. Oh, let me decide which one I want. But how do you decide when you have two people who love you the exact same and make you happy in completely different ways? You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know if if this is just me, but I mean, I have all of my friends in my life 
give me a different kind of love. And that's why each and every one of them is so important to me because I receive love from them and they fill those needs that I have in different ways. So I'm, I don't know, I guess it just confuses me because I can't seem to understand if like Polly is just like having friends or if it's like living in the same house together. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a combination of all of that. Like, you know, you are friends with your partners. You have, um, you have a sexual relationship, you have an emotional and a connection. Um, so it's all of those energies, but it's not just, it's not limiting it. Right. So you, if you have an attraction towards both of these men, what ends up happening, um, is you'd make a decision on a, and then you tell B that we can be friends knowing that you have a, an attraction towards him and he has an attraction towards you. Okay. Most men in that situation who aren't poly or who aren't open with that concept, they don't want you to have such a close relationship with another man. Right. Right. So if that man isn't openly saying, Oh, Hey, I'm poly. I'm cool with you being with other men. Or if he isn't like, if y'all aren't in an open relationship, if he's committed to you in a monogamous relationship, you know, most men aren't going to be like, oh, you know, yeah, you can be best friends with the guy who literally was dating you two weeks ago and, you know, wanted to, to be with you. You can have that relationship with him. Right. You know? Okay, that helps. Yeah. And so, like, in, in Polly, so if that same scenario happens, you you don't have to put a burden on yourself to make the choice of you know let me choose a yeah let me choose a and sacrifice all the feelings and emotions and connections that b gives me or let me choose b and sacrifice like they both fulfill a need for you right and Mm -hmm. going back to the example that you were using right so you have two friends this friend makes you happy in this way this friend makes you happy in this way you can only choose one friend how do you choose that friend know (laughs) exactly so you you don't you don't you don't have to choose multiple you don't have to choose one friend because you're allowed to have multiple friends um i've always said that there is no such thing as unconditional love and when people people want an explanation of why i say that it's because we have there's already a condition on love it's monogamy that that's 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 the number one condition on unconditional love. So therefore, there cannot be unconditional love, because most people want a monogamous relationship. So you, by that very definition, if I love you, I cannot love or be in love with another woman. I think that that's false. I think that unconditional love is not just a relationship based situation like I can love you unconditionally which in my definition means that I love you no matter what you're going through or what happens to you because I have a deeper connection with you than just the surface level like if you're going through something mentally I'm still loving you and I'm still supporting you and that can be in my relationship with my family with my friends I, I am a very firm believer in no, I, love. I, and I, I definitely, I definitely understand that that aspect of it. That's a that's a great way of looking at it. Um, Not it, to say that you're wrong in any way, because yeah. monogamy is a condition. But yeah, for me, I do very strongly believe in unconditional love because I have felt that love for people, 
and still through the tribes and tribulations, like I still love them no matter what. Okay. Um, maybe people don't do that for me all the time, but and I, I, I definitely do for them. I guess I can say that most people look at unconditional love, but they put conditions on it. If, if, sure. if that's a better way of explaining it. Um, sure. Most people want an unconditional love with someone, but they don't, they don't understand truly what you've experienced and what is real unconditional love. They automatically set conditions on it. And, by wanting something that you don't really have a full understanding of, it kind of makes getting into that relationship or getting into that level of uh, spiritual connection with someone much more difficult because you've already put limiters on yourself and on your partner. Right. I mean, isn't that like when people say they have a type and like what they need and want in a, in a partner? I mean, that's just like, you're setting so many limitations to the, the people that you can meet by having things like types and standards, I guess. Of course. I mean, and that, that's most, that's most, that's both sex, right? Um, the pool, you already have the type that you like, right? You like a dominant type. So right. most men are betas. So your, your, your pool of what you truly want is getting smaller and smaller just off of that one aspect. Um, and that's not to say that you can't be with the beta. You probably could it, and it probably could work and it might not work, but you want a dominant person who will make you submit. And right. that pool is already a very, very thin pool. So, You're telling me. so as you add limiters to that, like, Oh, you know, he's got to be tall or, you know, only date white guys. That's another, that's another 50 to 80, 100,000 men, that's gone. Um, and as you keep, 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 keep doing that, it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it's just like you're looking for one man and a needle in a haystack. Right. So, uh, guys, it's been an awesome episode. Um, Paige has been really great. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another week of Two Wrongs Ain't Right. This has been your boy, Corey, a.k.a. KJ. Um, I'm going to let Paige see if she has any final dating advice for all you guys out there. Stay true to yourself. There you go. Stay true to yourself. All right, guys. It's been Two Wrongs Ain't Right. Have a good night.